this episode of Sleep Whispers. My wife and I, uh, we recently bought e-bikes, so I thought what I'd do in this bonus episode is just ramble about life in the electric lane. <laughs> well, I'll give like info and tips, because this may be interesting to you if you're currently thinking about buying an e-bike or if you're just hearing a lot about e-bikes and you just like to know a little bit more about e-bikes. Now, this is also an experimental recording for three reasons. I'm not in my studio. I'm in a room in my house, which is right next to my garage. And then about halfway through this recording, I'll go into my garage and stand next to our e-bikes and record the rest of this episode. I decided not to start recording inside my garage because it's just too cold. <laughs> it's much warmer in this room here, so I figured I could do my intro and overview in this warm room, and then I'll move into my cold garage to give you more detail about on my bike. Alright, so that's one reason this is an experimental recording. The second reason is that I'm using a different mic. This will not sound as good as when I record in my studio with my very high quality studio microphone. Instead, for ease, I'm using a gamer headset that does have a very good mic, but it's nowhere near as good as my large studio mic. The third reason that this is an experimental recording is I'm using a different recorder. I usually use a very high quality handheld digital recorder, but what I'm trying to do today to make all this easy is I'm recording this into my iPhone. Alright, enough of all that. Let's get to some e-bike chatter. First off, let's get to the most important question. Am I happy that I purchased an e-bike? Oh my goodness, yes. It is more fun than I thought it was going to be. It's, it, I just feel like a kid when I'm riding around on this thing. I, I totally love it. After I bought mine, my wife saw how much I enjoyed it. And so she bought one also, and she loves hers. We also went on vacation, brought them with us. And my brother and his wife rode 
are e-bikes, and they love them also. And I think the biggest testimonial comes from my teen nephew. So I took them on another vacation to see my nephew. We did a bunch of things over several days. And at the end of several days, I asked him, what was the most fun or best moment for you during our time together? And he said, riding the e-bike. So all ages just seem to love riding e-bikes. Now for the second most important question, which is the cost. And this will be in U.S. dollars. You can expect to spend anywhere between $600 to several thousand dollars for an e-bike. It's a big range because e-bikes vary a lot on their build quality, the quality of the components that they're constructed with or they come with. And then e-bikes can also vary a lot in all the different features they have, which include components and what they can do. I think one of the biggest factors of an e-bike that determines price is going to be the size of your motor. They generally range from 250 watts to over a thousand watts. And so usually the bigger the motor, the more powerful the motor, then the more expensive the e-bike is. So what did my wife and I go with? We went with a mid-level cost bike. So it wasn't the cheapest. It wasn't the most expensive. It wasn't the most powerful. But if it's your first e-bike, then I don't think you'd want to overspend. And for a motor size, we went with a 500 watts. And I was a little concerned with that at first, because I wasn't sure if that would feel powerful enough. But it definitely did, and I'll chat more about that in a bit. The biggest factor that helped us to determine which bike to buy was I read a lot of reviews about e-bikes and then also read customer testimonials of bikes to see what they said. In the end, we went with, the, the company is called Electric. It's electric, but without the first E. Their most popular e-bike really seems to be the best value for a quality bike at a good price, meaning a mid-price. And so far, it's worked out fantastic. All right, but that cost is still significant. 
whether you're spending six hundred or several thousand. But one thing I want to point out is that you could recover some of that money and over time even save money. Alright, and here's the two reasons. For my wife and I, when we go on vacation, we usually rent bikes and or e-bikes. And that costs us anywhere from $100 to $200 each time. And that's for both of our bicycles. But once we bought our e-bikes, we started bringing our e-bikes on vacations. So now we're not spending that bicycle rental cost each time. So that only applies, I guess, if you rent bikes on vacation. The other way at which you can slowly recover the cost of your e-bike, and this is the more obvious one, is that you can save money on gas and car maintenance costs if you're using your e-bike instead of your car. This could be for either going to work or running errands. I've gone to work a lot of times on my e-bike. It just makes it a lot more fun than a normal driving commute. The great thing about an e-bike is if it's a hot summer day, then you might be concerned about biking to work and arriving sweaty, but because it's an e-bike, you can just switch it over to power and hardly exert any energy and you won't get to work all sweaty. My students think it's hilarious that I ride my e-bike to work. <laughs> I, uh, I went out to the bike rack one day to hop on my e-bike after working and there was a note. I have it here in front of me. This was from some of my students. It's on a pink posted note and it says, Ride safe, Dr. Richard. Oh, Harris is my middle name. It says, Ride safe, Dr. Richard. No wheelies. <laughs> so, they, I, they think it's funny that I ride my e-bike. I've also ridden my e-bike to go to the bank. And I just did drive through banking. So I just rode my e-bike up to the, the teller window outside and just did what you normally do. And that worked out great. I've also gone to the grocery store. So don't plan on buying a lot of groceries. But if you put, what I did was I put a cooler on the back rack of my bicycle. It was enough to hold, I think it was about four containers of yogurt, and then, meaning large containers, and I forget, I bought some other stuff. So you can't do all your 
grocery store shopping, but for small errands, it works out great. And, of course, I'll point out that using an e-bike is better for the environment than using a gasoline car. An e-bike is going to be better for the environment than a gasoline car. Alright, now I'll chat about the basic features of the e-bikes that we bought and what I do like or what I don't like about the features. So that can help you decide what features to get or what to look for on your e-bike. First off is deciding what size motor you want. I don't recommend getting anything smaller than a 500 watt motor. A smaller motor will work quite well on a flat surface, but if you hit a, a hill and you have a small motor, then your e-bike is just going to struggle or fail to get up that hill. And I think the good starting point is 500 watts. Some 500 watt motors are stronger than other 500 watt motors. So if you're buying a no-name bike off of eBay or someplace and it has a 500 watt motor, that doesn't mean it's the same as a 500 watt motor on a bike which comes from a reputable company. The motor on our bikes impressed me. I was surprised how strong it is for a 500 watt motor. So I think most people would be happy with 500 watts for if it's a quality motor. Alright, here's another consideration for a feature that I am so happy that we went with. We decided to get folding e-bikes. So these are ones where the handlebars fold down, it folds in the middle, and even the pedals fold into a flat position. A folding e-bike is just so easy to travel with because it fits in the back of a hatchback or anything larger than a hatchback. I have a medium-sized hatchback. It's not the smallest kind, and it's not the largest kind. But our two folding e-bikes fit easily in the back of our hatchback, with room for several pieces of luggage. This is all with the back seats folded down. So, if you have more than two people traveling, it might not all fit very well. Now, you don't have to get folding e-bikes for travel. You could just buy a bike rack and travel that way. But for me, these are two huge downsides of a bike rack. Well, I'll say three. Number one is the cost. 
cost. So you're now paying more money to bring your e-bike with you. Number two is putting your bike rack on your car, off your car, on your car, off your car. For every time you travel or you, you take those e-bikes anywhere. And the third reason is it's easy or easier for someone to steal your e-bike off a bike rack than, in, than if it is inside your car. So when our folding e-bikes are inside the car, then I don't worry so much about having to keep an eye on it when we stop for lunch or we stop somewhere and go inside a place. Even when we're at a hotel, I'm good with leaving the bikes inside the car overnight. But the one thing I do, and I recommend this, is just get a sheet, like a cheap bed sheet, and put that over your e-bikes inside the car. Because you don't want to incentivize a burglar. I mean, that could be worth it to break inside your car. So just throw a sheet over it, over them. Alright, the next feature that you can get with an e-bike is power options. Meaning, how is the e-bike powered? So you can get an electric bike that only gives you motor power when you pedal. Or you can get one where it doesn't even have any pedals and all you're using is a throttle. So it's basically like a moped. I highly recommend that you get an e-bike that does have pedals on it. But not only that, it has three different ways to power your bicycle. Number one is pedal power only. This is really helpful if you do run out of electricity battery power. It's nice knowing that you can just pedal your bicycle home or wherever you're going to. I also like the pedal only option for when I'm trying to get more exercise. So then I just turn off the power and I pedal with much more difficulty. But then I'm burning calories. And when I get tired, then I just turn the power on and it now gives the boost to my pedaling. The third option, so this pedal power only, this pedaling with power, and then the third option that some have, some bikes have, is called throttle or power even when you're not doing any pedaling. So it works just like a moped. I highly recommend that you get all three options on your e-bike. After a long day of pedaling or power-assisted pedaling, it's nice to just switch over to throttle, sit back, and just zoom down the road. Another 
option that you can get is speed shifters or gears. So these are just like normal bicycle gears. You know, like a 10-speed bike has 10-speed shifters. So e-bikes with pedals may have no shifters. So when you pedal, you only have one level of resistance or one gear at which you pedal at. The ones we bought have seven speed shifters. So when you're using it just like a normal bicycle, that you can go from low to high gears. And the same thing works when you're using power assisted pedaling. So I definitely recommend getting like a, a seven gears or seven speed shifters. Another thing I recommend is getting an e-bike with fenders. Now, <laughs> fenders don't always look the coolest, but they are so practical. If it's just rained or you get caught in the rain without fenders, that wetness is just going to spray all up in your face and all over your back. So definitely get fenders. And to me, whenever I see an e-bike or a normal bicycle with fenders, I call it a legit bicycle. Because <laughs> that means that that person uses that bicycle for all weather conditions as opposed to just casual, sunny day biking. So I always respect a bicycle that has fenders. Another option that you can get is a cargo rack on the back. It's also just called a bike rack. It's that thing behind that's above the, the wheel in the back that you can attach a bag to, a box to, some kind of bag or any kind of container to carry stuff in. So I definitely recommend that you get the cargo rack above the back wheel. Another option that you could get is a standard frame with a high center tube or a frame that has a step-through type of frame. So we generally, more so in the past, have called a step-through frame a woman's bike and then a high-top middle tube a men's bike. Just throw those old-timey thoughts out the window. A step-through frame is better for everyone because it's easier to get your leg over to the other side. So, say you're older, say you're injured, or you're just really tired. It's nice not having to swing your leg all the way over to the other side of the bicycle. And another great benefit is if you have a cargo rack and you have something huge sitting on the back of your bicycle, you're not going to be able to swing your leg over the back 
side of the bicycle, which is what I normally do. So, get a step-through frame. Alright, and the last feature I'll mention that came with our bikes that I like is front shocks. You can turn these shocks on or off. So if you want more of a stiff ride, you can just lock the shocks into the off position. Or if you want a little more of a springy, cushioned ride, you can just unlock the shocks. For me, the shocks aren't a deal breaker. If you can save a lot of money and get a bike without shocks, I think you're going to be okay. The shocks just increase the comfort a bit. And they may increase the longevity of the bike also. Because that's less wear and tear through force that's vibrating through the bike frame. Alright. Now I'll tell you about some accessories and add-ons that I additionally did to the bike after we received it. And so I'll head out to the garage shortly, but I'll first tell you that I watched a bunch of YouTube videos from owners of this same bike and other e-bikes, and a lot of people suggested putting the flat-out uh, material inside your tires to prevent flats. This is just a can of chemicals that's under pressure, and you just attach the nozzle of the can to your tire, and the chemicals go inside your tires, and if you do puncture a tire, then the chemicals basically form a clot and keep your tire from going flat. And so I did that to both our bikes. And we have not had any flats. So it's been fantastic. I do highly recommend doing that. I will also mention helmets, which I personally don't view as optional. I always ride with a helmet. So I highly suggest, of course, riding with a helmet. And you can use just your normal bicycle helmet, that works great. And that's what we started with. If you plan on e-biking a lot with another person, then I highly suggest that you get Bluetooth helmets. These helmets have microphones built into them and speakers inside the helmet. So what we do is we each have our phones on us. And so you connect your helmet to your phone by Bluetooth. And then you just call the other person. And now when you're riding, the microphone in the helmet will pick up your voice. And the speakers in the helmet allow you to hear the other person. And so you can just kind of have a, a long phone call while you're biking and you can communicate. 
quite easily while you're biking around. Alright, now I'm going to go into my garage and talk more about some additional accessories I've gotten for the bike. Are you ready? Here we go. I don't know how noisy this is going to be as I go to my garage. I'm now walking out of my room, my nice warm room, opening a door. Now I'm in a very small hallway, which leads to my garage. I'm now at my garage door. I just opened my garage door. And now I'm heading into my garage. Yeah, it's cold in here. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't start in here. Alright, now I'm just walking towards our two e-bikes. Alright, here is what I'm looking at in case you want to look at these on the internet. These two e-bikes are from the company called Electric. So, electric without the first E. We have a black one and a white one, and they're both step-through folding bicycles. So, you can look online if you want to see what these look like. Here are some accessories that I purchased, and some of these, most of these I'll recommend, but some of these I may not. First off, a bell. So it doesn't come with a bicycle bell. I think that is handy when you're in a, a bike lane or you're biking and you come up behind someone. It's nice just to give them that little ding because you are going to be faster than most people on bike paths. So get a little uh, bicycle bell to attach. I've also put a mirror on the bicycle so I can see behind me. This, I think, is super critical. Whenever I'm riding on a road or the side of a road, I really like to know if there's any cars coming up behind me. So definitely get a mirror. I bought a cell phone holder. So these are just um, something that attaches to the handlebars and then you put your cell phone in it so you can see your cell phone while you're biking. Be really careful with this because when you read reviews of these bicycle cell phone holders, there's always a certain percent where the reviewer warns you that there's broke and when it broke while they were riding, their cell phone bounced out of it or fell on the ground. And they damaged their cell phone. So, make sure that you get a really good quality one. And, if you're biking on any kind of dirt or really bumpy road, I would say take your cell phone out of it. Because that is when it is most likely to fail in some way. So I only use mine when I'm biking on like asphalt or tar. The 
reason for putting my cell phone in there are two reasons. One is if you need a map. So if you're biking a lot of distance and you want to bring up Google Maps or Apple Maps, then that's really helpful. And the other great reason is because I play music. I love e-biking to music. So whether you're bringing up you know, Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon Music, just put on a playlist and it makes the biking a lot more fun. The bicycle did come with a front light, but it's not that powerful. So I bought a separate light that I attach onto my handlebars. And what you want to look for is a very, very powerful light. I can't remember the exact numbers, but here's my guess. I think a weaker light would come in around 500 lumens or less, and a stronger light is going to come in at like 1,500 lumens. So, I don't know if those are the best numbers to give you, but you can compare the strength of the light of these, of these different options by looking at the lumens for the bike light. I also bought a bag for my handlebars. It just attaches, and so it's easy if I want to, like, throw my keys in it, my wallet in it, or sometimes my cell phone if it's not in the holder, or just anything. I like having a little bag attached to my bike that's easy to access. My wife didn't like the bag, so she didn't get that. So you don't necessarily need a bag there. What she prefers is having a cup holder. So the bicycle didn't come with a place to put a water bottle. So for me, I don't need that. I don't usually get thirsty when I bike, but she does. So she got a water bottle holder for her e-bike. All right, another thing that we upgraded was our seats. A lot of people will recommend that you buy a different seat. What we did was instead of buying a different seat, we bought gel covers that will go that go on top of the seats that came with the bicycle. It's much cheaper to do it that way, and it's super comfortable. So just get some gel covers for the seat, and those work great. Another option that I got is the seat post that it comes with is just a normal standard seat post. But I bought one that has a shock built into it. And that makes my riding a little more comfortable. Because now my, my bum kind of bounces a little bit when I go over bumps. So you can get a seat post with a built-in shock. Now for a cargo bag for the back. There's just so many options. I started out 
with an old milk crate. <laughs> so I just attached a milk crate to the back of my e-bike with bungee cords. And that worked well for a while. And now we attach coolers to the back, which I like more because now they're good at holding food. They have a, a top that closes. It zippers shut. Another thing we got was locks. So uh, the e-bikes we bought, you could have this option to get this. It's like a metal folding lock. And so we got that style, but I mean, you just get whatever locks that you want. Whenever you do buy an e-bike, you do buy a lock because you don't want to get somewhere and want to get off your e-bike and realize, uh, how do I lock this up? And lastly, I'll just mention a bunch of small things that you always want to carry on your e-bike. Okay, so one thing is just a very small backpack or like those small sacks with the tiny strings that you can wear on your back. So that way you, you always have a way to carry stuff with you, whether you buy something um, or you want to take stuff off your e-bike and throw it into a bag when you're walking away from your e-bike. So you want to have a small backpack. Uh, on your e-bike. I also carry a lot or several plastic bags, like small plastic bags and garbage bag, just in case I get caught in the rain and I have something on me that I really don't want to get wet. So carry some plastic bags with you. I also carry an air pressure gauge even though I haven't really needed to use it. Um, it's good for just checking your air pressure. You want also to have an Allen wrench set because some of the things on my e-bike that I've attached to it do slowly come loose. So like my mirror, I put the mirror on my bicycle, but after riding for a little bit, the little Allen screws will come loose, and so it's good to have an Allen wrench. All right, I, I think that's basically it. So I hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode and learning about e-bikes in general. And if you're thinking about buying an e-bike, I hope I helped you consider some different features and aspects about your potential future e-bike. All right, time for me to now get out of this 